1: Now number one for podcasting. From the Jeff Rose Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon.
0: Alright, good morning everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours. Thank you for spending some of the morning here with Trent and I as we talk sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list, uh, the following. We're going to talk some baseball. Opening day, creeping, creeping closer. It really is. Nine days away. It's a slow, slow drag until we get to that point. But we will have it before long and then right through the end of October. Uh, we'll talk to our buddy, Matt Snyder, com. He'll join us uh, at 10.30. At 11.05, we're going to well, the 11 o'clock hour is all college basketball conversation. We will start with Michael Swain, our old friend from 24-7 Sports. He used to cover Iowa State. He's been on the Kansas beat. Um, therefore, we get Nick Olson, normally on Iowa State as he's taken over Cyclone Alert. But Michael's moved on. He covers Kansas. We're going to pick his brain on Kansas and uh, Villanova and what went wrong in the first 20 minutes against Miami and then what clicked uh, for what looked as though that was their best 20 minutes that certainly um, I seen out of kansas this year i bet you i'm not alone uh so we will talk to michael swain on that previewing a depleted villanova squad uh against kansas and then matt norlander from cbssports.com he'll join us at 11 30 uh looking forward to catching up with the lander he's been all over the tournament he's very good on college basketball both of those guests will be making their way to new orleans i think swain's leaving tomorrow why not no get on the
2: plane yeah Matt Norlander, he's leaving tomorrow also. Is he? They're all going early. Might as well, right? It's
0: tough to get out. That's the only thing. Um... I mean for some of them I'm sure you can get on a Monday. It's just you really wanted to pay for it or mm-hmm. the company you work for wants to pay for. it. You ever been to you've been flown into New Orleans? Never flown in. I've been there a couple of different mm-hmm. times told you I took
2: a college visit to Tulane yep. then saw what out of state tuition cost and said and that's, and that's not happening. That's not going to
0: be where I go to no, school. Well,
2: and probably New Orleans wouldn't have been the best place for a young crank kid anyway. No
0: or for a lot of young people. Yeah, but absolutely. it's uh, it's not a big airport. Um it'll be tough to get in and out. Maybe I'm I'm assuming there'll be more flights going in after an event. Out. But anyways, um, so Michael Swain and Matt Norlander will join us as they both head to New Orleans. Boy, it'd be fun, Well, especially Nor- Norlander's case. I mean, he, he's staying through Monday regardless, right? He knows he's got a day off at least uh, in the Crescent City. Great city. I'm glad that uh, I've spent as much time there as I did. Anyways, so not a lot going on last night. No, it was a weird night overall
2: of sports. Watch a lot of women's basketball. Yeah, I saw
0: that on Twitter and flipped over to it that you got to be, are you watching this? I mean, Twitter, this is one thing about a women's basketball trend. And we said throughout the tournament, just uh, the rise in uh, viewership, um, the the, the success that that sport is having and the growth that we're seeing, it's it's there. Um, And Twitter was a perfect example of it because my timeline was all at the time when they got to overtime, it was all women's hoops, Man. and you got to get there. You won't believe this. And it was great. And the,
2: the corner three was absolutely incredible. Just the play call, getting the pass off there.
0: It's high-level basketball. Mm-hmm. It is. And the yep. improvement that we've seen I in the women's game. I just don't know them. That's my problem, yeah. Trent. Yeah, and that,
2: the NBA last night had just an awful game. Oklahoma City was playing Houston, and uh, there was a little joke. This is a starting lineup, and somebody said, what is this? Uh, is, this <laughs> CB, is this a CBI? <laughs> you, because I was looking through, I knew three of the ten starters. Really? In the game. And I had to really, where did this guy go to school? What could I really, get? Yeah, and I was
0: I mean, able to get three of the ten. That's how
2: bad it was. And if
0: you only got three, then I'm not getting three.
2: Right. And I'm a huge college basketball fan, mm-hmm. and that's what a stretch it was. Yeah, same thing. But here we have stars. We have Ashley Jones, who's mm-hmm. coming back for another season. Yes, we do. That was announced yesterday by her on Twitter. You have, of course, Kate Bert, Clark. She
0: says they're a top ten team next year. You got preseason. Yeah, I
2: think so. Mm-hmm. I think Iowa will be right there Because they're all coming back, right? Yeah, outside of two two role players yep. that are departing, but they have players coming in. And there's still scholarship limits, so they are moving on. I think it was Cook and maybe Tawau, I think, were the two that are moving on that had eligibility left. But we're talking about two preseason top 15 teams. You got Leah Boston, who South Carolina, she's awesome. And then Paige Beckers, who still isn't herself. You can still see... She's not completely healthy watching that UConn game last night. But boy, even not healthy, mm. she is incredible just how good it is. Those stars, they go a long way. And you know, this is something that we go back to our era, right? College basketball, when it was really great, Ken. And we've had those talks before. But it was Patrick Ewing staying around for four years. And it was getting to know the stars. And Christian Laettner and Bobby Hurley and on and on and on. We got to know these guys. We get that in the women's game. Because the money right. is so different, mm-hmm. these stars are able to develop and you get to know them and you know they're coming back and they have another year. And NIL, how that's going to maybe change the equation even more. It just It's an ability now for the women's game to continue to grow. And some of the many knocks that are out there about the men's game, they're good things in the women's game because these stars can continue to develop and you get to know them a whole lot better. Now, one thing that isn't different the men's game, Officiating is
0: awful. Yeah. I mean, it's just that brutal. was a big Twitter talker last yes. night too. As as
2: bad as the men's yeah. game is, woof. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, watch the women's game. It, it goes to another level. I have friends that follow women's basketball very closely, and and they've said it for years. You think it's bad in the men's game, and get well, out is. there and complain just watch a women's game, and they're exactly right.
0: Uh, that that That's disappointing. Yeah. It, it dis- disappointing. It's a hard sport it. to officiate. There's no question about it. It, it, it. it absolutely is. I think it's the most difficult uh, sport to officiate. So that's what we've got to look forward to next year. And you're right. I mean, the, both the stars, we get to know them. Look, um, Fenley's uh, always put fan. Not always. When he first got here, that wasn't the case, but now he's... There were dozens in attendance. Absolutely. Then. That's not the case anymore. No. They put a lot of fans at Hilton. Um, we saw what Carver did mm-hmm. for during the tournament. I mean, it was sold out for crying out loud.
2: And not just sold out, but a raucous crowd. Loud. Into it. Something you didn't see, or you seldom
0: see. Well, you see it for wrestling meets. Not so much for men's basketball. Uh, Just weird. So good for for the sport. Good Mm -hmm. that it's taken off. And great for the state of Iowa. Particularly next year, it's going to be... um, um, got a chance to be really something. Now let's special. get one of those teams to the final four. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Uh, well, we'll have an NIT couple of games tonight. The semifinals. I'm I'm in. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to look forward to them, whether I bet them or not. And I don't think I will. But regardless of that, be good to see basketball. You know, Iowa State. Um, apparently, TJ met with the with the roster yesterday, yes. and we're starting to see some of the uh, the outcomes of some of those meetings. Uh, three uh, of guys on the roster are gone. We knew Brockington this time uh, yesterday that he was going to declare, put his name in the draft, and hire an agent. So his college basketball career is over. George Condit is going to explore a, a, a professional career as well. And then Trey Jackson. So I guess there are, what, two shoes left to drop, Jaden Walker and Enaruna. I
2: would think so. Those would be probably the names that you'd be looking at most. So if we
0: don't hear from them today, Trent, because we know that the meetings took place yesterday, Mm -hmm. does this lead us to believe that maybe they are staying, or maybe that they are not welcome to stay? Look, it's it's it it, it's really changed as far as the students, the athletes have way more rights now, right? And I'm sure there's also a part of it where a guy is looking at leaving. Sure,
2: Jane Walker, somewhere closer to home. Go down a level, play to mid major, whatever uh-huh. it is. Going to do something like that. Well, who's who's interested? And you kind of float that out there. And you talk to your high school coach and uh-huh. AU coach. You go and you go that route and say, well, who would be interested? Before you make that or maybe ultimate your decision. own
0: coach has got some. I mean, and, he would think absolutely. that he would have some doors that he could open
2: and and see. And if nobody's interested, which even for Jane Walker, I'd be surprised. Right? No, he'll get it. he'll get right. some opportunities because. He has a free transfer year. Uh He can go and be eligible right away. So he's going to have suitors. And Aruna, though, is just a different circumstance. What does his eligibility look like? Is it you got to pay a scholarship for a year where he sits? Mm -hmm. And then another year for his final year, are you interested in a guy that is an athletic guy? He Can get some rebounds, but certainly he's not an offensive force by any means. So, what
0: went wrong this year? Do you think is he just didn't? Buy? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I did don't he either. not buy in? Because he had his moments. Uh, he
2: absolutely did.
0: Maybe, maybe he is a cyclone next year. Right. I mean, of the two, it, it'll be easier, I would think, for Walker mm-hmm. um, to because of what, what you just laid out: instant eligibility and a couple of years left. Um, Your you skill
2: development. Go through the practices with everybody. Do yeah. exactly what. Ots and Company want him to do, mm-hmm. maybe that's enough. And say there's no promises. You mm-hmm. might not play much. Right. You might play even oh, less and than I'm he sure that that's show. been laid out. Right. Now, are you willing to go sit for a year if that's what is necessary? Is there a waiver out there, a possibility of that? Who knows how that all plays out? But I'm sure those are the conversations where some of the guys was pretty easy, right? Writing was on the wall, ready yep. to move on. Yep. Those were easy ones. I think those two are certainly more difficult and those things can drag they can drag for a while it could be you know upwards of a couple of weeks and we've seen that happen before too Boy, it was, where things course, get pushed back rapid fire
0: yesterday yeah, with a number of those guys uh Konda wants to uh, wants to make money for playing college uh, for playing pro basketball good good for him he's 6'10 mm-hmm. um, i mean he's, he doesn't look like an nba player to me but um you know you I mean who knows where he's going to go get the th- what there was good news maybe in the war today i mean you can't trust russia right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what did what did Ronald Reagan say? What was his line? Oh God, trust but verify. Ah. Uh, and I think it had to do with Russians when he said that. Uh, but as I flaunt my American history, look at lesson, you, yeah, um, I'm impressed. But but maybe there is a spot for him to go and make some coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, who knows? Good for him. He wants to do it. He had a. I mean, he had the highs and lows of the Iowa State experience as far as basketball-wise, right? 2-22. and 2-22. and, 22. 2 and 22. Doesn't get much worse than that. Had a couple of highs. His freshman year was really good. Mm-hmm. Freshman year, they reached the pinnacle uh, in Kansas City. Um, so he stuck through the highs and the lows and... Um, And good for him if he wants a chance to make money. Trey Jackson had a bunch of offers coming out of high school. He did. He had some places he could go, chose Iowa State. Um, Last year, it didn't look like I was surprised he was on the roster this year. Right. And then he, you know, middle of the season, got a little bit of playing time um, and saw the floor in the NCAA tournament. So where he ends up, hard to say.
2: Would you be surprised, though, we're watching... Monday night the SOCON championship game next March. <laughs> yeah, right. And there he is averaging yeah, no. 14 points and five assists a game and he's a lead guard for uh-huh. UNC Wilmington or something like nope, that. Wouldn't be surprised not well. at all. It absolutely seems like probably the right fit for him. A little bit undersized and yeah, go to a place where the playing time would be plentiful. I would not be shocked to see that. I, I think there's still good basketball in front of Trey Jackson.
0: All right, so what's going on with Iowa? Because if, if um if if Iowa states met, we know Fran McCaffrey's met with his roster. Mm-hmm. We think Connor McCaffrey is coming back, right? Yes. We think that that he's going to take advantage of that. Uh, he's going to come back. But what about some of the other guys? We talked about the point guard. Rebracha coming back. Yeah, yay, nay. Yeah,
2: yeah that, I think so too. Fran said as much in that piece yep. with Rick Brown. He is going to be back for another season mm-hmm. like that. Like what you saw, the development and the improvement we saw out of Rabacha this year. Uh,
0: Riley Mulvey, he's got more minutes in his future. He was. He, 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 he so. should still be in high school, right? He should be getting ready for prom. Yes. Measure and get measured for that tux. And it's a long tux. It is.
2: <laughs> at seven feet tall. Yeah, there's, a, there's enough there for Mulvey. Physically needs to develop. needs mm-hmm. to get stronger, those kind of things. But absolutely, I think a
0: building block is, is there for him to, to have a chance at
2: the very least. What
0: about Josh Agundale, who we saw play really meaningful minutes mm-hmm. uh, when, when they needed him to play and he was, and he was matched up and he, and he did a nice job. Um, what about him? 6'11", kid from England who was a project coming over here, let's be honest. It, it, where, what's his future? See, I
2: like the glimpses that we saw. I think there's still yeah. something that you can mold him into a piece. Mm-hmm. Not a starter.
0: Right. I nope. don't think
2: on a good nope. Big Ten team, a top five Big Ten team, he's a starter. But can he give you 12, 15 minutes a game? Well, he had to against Purdue. What did he give him? 10 or 12 minutes? Yeah. yeah. And did some things. He did. I think there's something there, but last week there was a uh, a podcast with the McCaffrey brothers that they did, and maybe let the cat out of the bag. I think it was Patrick. Patrick
0: said, and Connor. Yes. And on their, who who was on? Was it just the two of them? Uh,
2: I think they have different players. I think Pat, okay. Penn Sanford might have been on at one point. That was kind of the clip that I saw, but regardless, it's their podcast, and they were just talking, and I think Patrick let it slip out, and Josh probably won't be here. It was something like that. That's what he said. Yeah. So, read the writing on the wall there.
0: Wow. Now did he try and walk it back? No. Did Connor try and say no, top no. the brakes?
2: It was just kind of a it was a quick little quip and uh-huh. they, they moved on from that. But if you
0: take that so as gospel. Have you see, did that catch on? No, oh, yeah, message board. Is been there a message about. board yeah. okay? Yep. Yeah.
2: There's been a lot of talk about yep. that. So the anticipation <laughs> is that a gundalay, he'll be moving on. The frustrating part about a gundalay, all right. Had the weird twenty twenty, his freshman year, he's over in England, he can't get back. Mm-hmm. To work out with the team and get ready for his freshman right. campaign. He comes in overweight. All right. He's been on campus now for 18 months. Mm-hmm. Still struggling to play more than three minutes at a time. Yeah. It's not like they weren't working with him, right?
0: No, you got to think, but just one thing to practice the game is, you know, conditioning. Not really. Uh, not really. If you're working hard, you're going to be able to play in a game. True, but you're not getting pushed around by
2: a Zach Eadie. Yeah. But you're still. I mean, nobody's I pushing him around in the roster. Ra- uh- right. But get on the bike. Get on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. That's more what it is. And physically, 18 months, he hasn't probably lost the weight that they wanted him mm-hmm. to. That maybe has something to do with it, too. Again, just connecting dots. No, no information about it.
0: But so the, so the McCaffrey brothers were breaking down next year's roster? Help me out with the podcast.
2: I, I just heard that little clip. Okay. Yep. That's all I heard was that... 10-second quip that he said, and, and Josh won't be back.
0: Next I got to listen to more podcasts. Yes, and the you do. information that I missed that's yeah. out there, um, and you, I would have to think that the McCaffreys have a pretty good insight of what the roster is going to look like. And Iowa is involved with one of the best transfers in the country. Well, by the way, there's been a whole bunch of big men that have hit the transfer portal within the last forty eight hours. Which one are they looking at? The kid from Utah Valley. He is. A lot of teams are looking at him.
2: Yes, a foreign name. A lot of people have talked a lot about him at this point. Again, it's so early in the process. We're not even through the college basketball season. Mm-hmm. So this is going to change and there's going to be a whole lot that goes into it. But that has been kind of the, the biggest conversation about that young man is what is he going to be? You know, what is he going to be for that team next year? But he's got all kinds of suitors. It's Kentucky and Duke wow. and UConn and Carolina. It's, it's everybody, but a foreign guy. Uh-huh. You're selling playing time. You're yep. selling, look at our development of big men, mm-hmm. including yeah, Luka Garza. Good point, yep. So, maybe connecting some... So, d- does this here.
0: guy have an uh, an NBA future? Not sure. Okay. Not sure on that front. But
2: that's been a name that's been bandied about a, a whole lot right now. Apparently, Iowa had a Zoom call with him yesterday. Oh, that doesn't hurt. Saw that at uh, David and Sean Bach over at Hawkeye Insider uh-huh. had that. So. That's the conversation right now. That's kind of the biggest fish, if you will, that I was searching for. And Fran said in that interview with Rick Brown last week, they're going to be looking
0: for a big in the transfer. Yes, he did. Um, So he's got real. What decision timeline? Anything like that? No clue on that front. Yeah. 'Cause if you miss there, you don't want to leave yourself too thin, right? right? Put all your eggs in that kid's basket mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden um that, that that doesn't work out. Uh we have not seen DeVries uh, as far as anything that's come out with of the uh exit meetings with his team. Have we? Have we seen any Drake news that I've missed? I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen I've missed I mean, I don't think we've seen, missed anything. Right. We know Noah Carter, uh you and I is in the transfer portal. AJ Green went through senior day. It wasn't a senior. Right. He
2: is... was apparently with the Iowa State team in Milwaukee, or in Chicago.
0: Now that's news to me. Tell me about Again, this. Again,
2: that was just message board fodder.
0: It was with his dad. Or. No, that's right. He was, he was with the Pops. Yep. Look or Connecting dots. Well, as we did, and a lot of people have, but the Register's recruiting duo through cold water all... No, look, the newspaper's wrong every now and then. Right, right. Right? But this is their... Um, beat, if you will, mm-hmm. recruiting. And-,
2: and we're just two guys, we're speculating. I've, I've heard some people say, I've seen this on message boards too, oh, Miller and kind think it's a done deal. No, 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 that's not what we think at all. Let's put that to bed right now. We do not believe it is a done deal that A.J. Green is going to Iowa State. But we have both, from different circles, mm-hmm. heard a lot of murmurs, and this is dating back a while. This has well, been out there for sure. a while,
0: and to be fair to the, the to be fair to the people that want to um, throw cold water over the re, over the rumor, and I think t- t- until it sunk in with me why AJ Green was in Chicago last week, mm-hmm. that's where his dad was, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so um,
2: going to watch the Sweet
0: Sixteen game, yeah, yeah, yeah makes some the sense. The family's there. I'm I'm guessing mom was there, right? Maybe sister. <laughs> Imagine that. So what's going on there, Trent? They're they hanging out all with dad. Even? Yeah. Uh, anyways, ten twenty. 20. We will uh, get into some baseball conversation coming up. That uh, name from
2: Utah Valley, his name is Fardaz Amok. Just Fardaz for people Amak. that are doing so some watch Google that searching. Name. Right. Fardaz, F A R D A W S, Fardaz Amok, A I M A Q. That and is
0: some big suitors.
2: Yes, Utah Valley, but yeah. And how tall players. is he? 6'11. I think Oof. he averaged like 16 and 8, something like that. Really skilled. Step out can shoot it. Uh huh. Yeah. Impact uh, big.
0: That would work. They're not going to be alone. No. Um, we're going to watch one of their former 6'11 players play tonight, right? Nungi is on the floor. Yes, he is. Uh, that's the early game? I think it's the early game it tonight. It is.
2: Yes, it is. I've been
0: looking at that a, a little bit more. And then AM and m Wazoo bring down the curtain tonight, I think.
2: Uh, anyways. It is. Yep. St. Bonaventure Xavier, 6 o'clock, 8.30. Washington State, Texas A&M.
0: And the championship game will be uh, held on Thursday. So what else did you watch? Did you, watch, did you stick around for that NBA stinker I after the women were done? Or?
2: Yeah, I watched the little Bulls last night. They uh, got beat by the Knicks. I'm a little nervous. About what? Well, before the season, talking to Cappy, trying to get my one NBA bet for the year. Uh-huh. And I bet the Bulls. And I bet over. To do what? Oh, their the win total. Win total. forty-four and a half. Now, they only have to win two more games. Mm -hmm. Only have to win two more games, but they're just, there's something about this. And what have have they got left? 15 or so? Uh, They have, let's see, they are right now 43 and 32. So they got seven games. Oh, they have a lot left. Need two. Yeah. Schedule remaining. Yep. At the Wizards tonight. We get one,
0: but it's a back to back. Yeah. On the road. Well, by the sounds of things, they didn't have it last night.
2: The Clippers, who might be getting healthy. Heat. Playing still for the number mm-hmm. one seed, mm-hmm. then the Bucks. Eesh. We know they're not good against good teams. The Bucks are good, right? No one else is good. The Boston Celtics—that's who's next. Boston's really good right now. They play the Hornets after that, who can score, and they finish up at the T-Wolves.
0: Mm. I only need two more wins. Trent, I've cashed my NBA over like a month ago. What'd you have? The T-Wolves. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good one. They were like what thirty-five or something right. like that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we will. Um, well, NBA is going to be a talker coming up here. If you like it, uh, we're, we'll be into some NBA conversation. Baseball conversation coming up. Our guy, Matt Snyder. Look forward to speaking with uh, Snyder from com. He will join us uh, to talk a little baseball with opening day now only nine days away. Nine days away for opening day of MLB. A lot of college basketball in the second hour of the program. I uh, look forward to catching up uh, with uh, Matt Norlander and our buddy Michael Swain. couple of calls before we go to break. Uh, let's get Zach, and then we'll get to Bill. Zach, you're first. Thanks for being patient, Zach. What is on your mind? Welcome to the program, Zach.
3: Hey, fellas. Uh, was at the game on Friday night. Was uh, getting myself a nice blue yummy, and up <laughs> walks A.J. Green to the bar. No no drink in his hand. Uh-huh. We're not breaking any news there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's confirming that he was within the uh compound. And uh I think that if you're looking at it from his perspective, yeah, I don't know if I would have transferred to Iowa State last, you know, March or whatever, but
0: Good point. you make
3: the NSA tournament show that you're actually a respectable, you know, program selling yeah. what you know, putting putting the product on what you were selling this time last year, mm-hmm. you get one year to go make a tourney run and uh play for your pops. I mean, I think it's uh there's a lot of things building that way, which would be a huge add because then you'd actually have, you know, some true in-state kids that would, you know, it'd build the recruiting for pipeline for the state for the future as more and more kids turning out D1 from the state of Iowa.
0: And his skill and then, set, too.
3: Uh, yep. You start mixing in some transfers like the kid coming in um, from Georgetown. I mean, the program's in good shape, man. The Pro- program is in good shape. And, uh, yeah, Things are solid. Things are solid. Zach,
0: right, thanks solid. for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, Bill is with uh, Miller and Condon. Hey, Bill.
3: Hey, three quick things.
0: Okay. Uh,
4: I've been a Hawkeye for over 60 years, but very disappointed at the basketball uh, team, simply because if you watch the tournament, and I know you guys
1: have, how many defensive charges have you seen in this <laughs> tournament?
0: Yeah, really.
4: More than Iowa's had in eight years, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These teams, as long as he's there, we're not going to see the defensive effort. Uh, Second, I think we're wasting the scholarship with Connor McCaffrey. That's just my opinion. And third, rumor is I still have contact with guys out there from when I coached at Northern. I think maybe the the guard from Illinois may
1: be looking at uh, Iowa State.
0: Corbello? Yeah, he entered the portal yesterday.
1: If so going to cost somebody some money,
0: but <laughs> those kids from Chicago don't leave unless they
1: get paid. Yeah, very so, true.
0: That's it. Bill, thanks for those uh, three nuggets. I appreciate it. I, did, I disagree on Connor with you, but uh, teach their own. I just like what he brings to the floor, um, his leadership qualities. Bill, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, good to hear from you. We'll take our time out, come back, baseball conversation. You're okay with Connor, right? Absolutely. I'm I'm okay with him. And he, he showed enough
2: improvement. Yeah. He started knocking down shots, and you're right. And then it went away at the end of the year, to be fair. And it hasn't become where maybe early in his tenure when he didn't have it, he was still out there in uh-huh. the floor. Games where he wasn't good, Right, Brandon played him a lot. Mm-hmm. And if there's those kind of games, then pull him. But there's games you need that presence, and I think – he brought enough
0: to the well, table, he's even with his deficiencies. Absolutely. I mean, who's the leader of this team next year? Right. It's Connor, isn't it? He is certainly the verbal leader. He's Absolutely. The guy he's not, I'm not saying he's the best player by any no, means. No. But he is, I mean, keeps, I can keep coming back to it. Who's
2: walking off the bus first? Connor McCaffrey. He is the guy that'll mix it up, that'll uh-huh. go nose to nose, that'll add a yes.
0: little and bit has of that. In
2: he was a freshman. Yes. He does not back down. No. He was playing against centers. This is a guy that was a point guard in high school. Right. This is a guy that has completely changed the way that he has had to play basketball. And he did it for the
0: betterment of his team. And look at the injuries he's fought through. Look, Absolutely. I get it. There's a lot of athletes that fight through injuries. But but he did. Uh, willing uh, to do it. I hope he comes back. Look, Bill's not the only one that feels that way. We see it a lot. Uh, it's kind of, um, I don't know. You're either with him or you're not uh, with Connor, and I think Trent and I both are. Bill's um, on, on, in the other uh, side of that argument. Sanford's going to take a massive step, at least you would think, forward from this year to next year.
2: Had a caller just to call in. How about this? Trey Jackson, we were talking about possible destination.
0: How about a reunion with Steve Prome at Murray State? Well, Prome's, I mean, he had a couple of, he had a mm-hmm. tough uh, two days in the transfer portal. Yes, he did. He's lost a couple of dudes. Boy, there's going to be so many names in it. Well, there is every year. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Hold I can see that. You know what? That's a really good point. That's a really good take mm-hmm. by that caller. Anyways, uh, we will come back. Talk some baseball conversation. A lot of more college basketball in our number two. Michael Swain on the Kansas Villanova jackpot from a Jayhawks perspective. Uh, and then Matt Norlander uh, from CBSSports.com. Miller & Condon underway in a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3. Now
1: back to Miller & Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent.
0: Hi, Melanie Condon. Welcome back to Moyne Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. I wish I'd realized that was Bill Harris that called it in. It
2: was, yeah. Bill calls in from time to yeah, time. Yeah,
0: man. I wish I would have realized. Uh, Bill Harris had been calling. Was him and Bob Dyer were really good friends. Mm-hmm. He coached at Valley. Okay. Bill yep. did. Um, assistant at Waukee for a number of years should have caught on we said he's been following Iowa for 60 years anyways Bill good to hear from you uh, and, uh, let's talk some baseball shall we your vision Iowa sponsors this segment we'll tell you more about Mike and Jerry Hammond certified financial planners at yourvision Iowa.com tax preparation as well by the way it's what 17 days away from the 15th.
2: You're getting scary. i uh, I got work to do when you say things like Go that.
0: for the extension. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my wife doesn't like those extensions yeah, nearly as much as mine. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, let's get to, to the baseball conversation. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Boy, we are mining the resources at CBSSports.com today. Matt Norlander in an hour. Matt Snyder right now. How are you, sir?
4: I'm great. You know, it's... Uh... Gosh, a week and a half or so, and we're we're right back in it. I am all (laughs) for it. it, it, Man, for weeks, it looked like we were maybe not going to get baseball in all of April. So it's pretty exciting right now.
0: No doubt about it. But when you look at a roster, the makeup of a roster... Um, do you, how much attention do you, and you're trying to find a big, at this time of year, right? At least in states that allow sports wagering. And I know you were, you live, reside in one as well. And Trent and I both like to bet futures. So when you're, when you're looking at a team that may exceed or fall under the, the magic number that they're assigned with the, with their win total, how much stock do you put into the number one and number two stars? Cause I look at the Mets. I mean, I defy, come up with a better one, two than Degram Scherzer. Uh, Woodruff and Burns are really good. Um, Dodgers probably Bueller. you can't put Kershaw on that boat anymore. I, I mean, how much stock do you put in that, the, the number one and the number two starter in any rotation?
4: Well, it's certainly part of it. Um, I If I was looking at only like the one and two, or even one, two, and three, um, that might more be like a, a deep playoff run team for me than the regular season total. Because, you know, in the regular season, I generally would look more as like the rotation as a whole and mm-hmm. the bullpen depth and, and how much are these guys going to be able to withstand? You're going to go through stretches. You're going to go through rough stretches. How much are they going to be able to withstand that? And I know that part of having those two aces like a DeGrom and Scherzer is, is there your momentum, right? When they, they say that momentum is the right. next day starting pitcher. If you've lost four games in a row and you can bring out either DeGrom or Scherzer, there's a good chance you're going to break that. Um, but yeah, in the regular season, generally, I would look at rotations as a whole.
2: Rotation, very, very good there, certainly, and a team that you feel like has a chance to push. What do you like in the East? Uh, the NL East, Mets making all those moves mm-hmm. there, young talent of Washington and Miami, but they still feel like they're on the outside looking in. And Philadelphia making a lot of moves, yeah. and including today, it just... it it's difficult for me to kind of figure out, what do you think of this Philadelphia Phillies team?
4: Well, it's funny how things kind of line up perfectly sometimes. And uh, I actually just submitted my predictions. In the oh, we nice. just talked about the Mets. So I'll give a spoiler. I picked the Braves in the division, yeah. but it's funny that we just talked about the playoff run. I actually <laughs> picked the Mets to win the NL uh, because I thought, you know, if they get in, Yep. and they've got the Grom and Scherzer firing on all cylinders, and they're both going like they can, and they can both pitch on short recipe times. They've got the thump in the lineup. <laughs> they could totally make a run there. Um, I, I like the Phillies to be uh, – Let's. I, I think I submitted them as the third NL wild. Yeah, I, I have them as the third NL wild card. Uh, mid-80s or so in wins, like, they're definitely flawed. You know, they've got – You know, Wheeler and, and, you know, what version of Nola are we going to get there? Mm -hmm. Ranger Suarez looks like he might be awesome in the rotation, but you still got question marks after that. The lineup is kind of top-heavy, but, man, that's a heck of a top. And uh, the defense is going to be suspect. It's probably going to be a really fun team to watch as long as you're not invested in them being a consistent winner. You know, like Philly's fans, this is probably going to wreak havoc on their, their heart condition throughout the year. <laughs> but from the outside, it's going to be a fun team to observe, observe because I think they're going to get really hot at times. You're never going to be able to count them out of games, but there might be times that they have complete bolt and meltdowns, and it's probably going to be helped by the defense being bad. Uh,
0: you know, we could ask uh, fans or Central Iowa, uh, uh, AU, I think there's um, not impossible, but a really difficult skill testing question. And name three Miami Marlins, uh, which is tough to do. But you know what I'm seeing, Matt? I'm seeing a lot of folks that cover this sport for a living think that this team is going to be way better than most. Now, I'm not saying they're going to the World Series by any means, but yeah, is I mean, can can they be a spoiler?
4: Maybe it's because of their their a lot of upside in the rotation. I mean, Sergio, uh, Sergio, Sandy Alcantara,
0: Alcantara, sorry, Yeah,
4: Sergio Alcantara in the Cubs, Sandy Alcantara, uh, looks like a frontline starter. Pablo Lopez, when he's been healthy, looks like he could be a frontline starter. We saw Trevor Rogers last year, uh, rookie of the year, runner up all-star season. That's a nice big three there. Jesus, Lizardo, Long dreamed on the upside when he was on the A's. He had kind of a meltdown type here last year. But you look and they had the type of pieces in the rotation there where you could probably make some noise there. And you look at the offense. They did sign Jorge Soler. They've got yep. Jazz Chisholm, Avi Garcia, Jesus Aguilar. They've got some names in there. Uh It's not – you look at the bottom-feeding type teams, right? The Orioles, Pirates, Diamondbacks. We're used to kind of throwing the Marlins in there. They're not going to be in that group this year. I, I think they're actually considerably better than the Nationals. Uh, sorry, Juan Soto, notwithstanding. Right. <laughs> but uh, they're probably the 4th place team in the East. But uh, let's see, what's their total? 75 and a half? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I was that's about a to big say number. mid-70s. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's a tough one to go either over or under for me. I think that's, about, that's really well-placed.
0: I promise it's the last time I bring up the Marlins.
4: Yeah, it shows that they're not going to be like one of those embarrassing bottom feeders. They're they're going to be more like a, a mediocre type team that, hey, if they're going right, maybe you don't want to see him on your schedule this week.
2: Christian Yelich. we talked yesterday about the Cardinals and the Brewers, the top two teams in the National League Central. Ken and I both lean the Brewers, but... I don't think we're in love with it. And Christian Yelich, yeah. coming off a hideous season offensively, the year before that, coming off the injury in the shortened uh, 2020 year, not good. He was an All-Star four years ago. He was second in voting three years ago. Is it over? Is it a guy that an injury just derailed him? Or can he come back? Maybe not at MVP levels, but back to being a consistent All-Star. Man,
4: you, you wouldn't think so, Right. I mean, I think it, we 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 have enough distance. If you go from 2018 and 2019, in 2018, really, he was just really, really good through about the All Star break, and then he went absolutely otherworldly right. crazy in August and September. Carried that over, was basically the same dude for 130 games in 2019. Then we the broken kneecap, then the COVID down along the way. That that life altering contract, you wouldn't think it's over, but maybe. That was just his extreme peak and he was never going to return to that level anyway. If you go back and you look at the guy he was with the, the, his last three years with the Marlins and then who he was through two, two and a half, three months with the Brewers, that was a very, very good player, fringe all star type. Uh, you know, he even, he got MVP votes in 2016 with the Marlins. So it, it's maybe that's more who he's going to be and, and a guy that's going to hit. 290 to 300, pretty good on base percentage, a lot of doubles, 20 to 25 homers. Not music to the ears of Brewers fans to hear that at all after what they got in 2019-2020. Not probably a franchise centerpiece by any means, but a very good player. He's only 30 years old. I, I By mm-hmm. no means is it over with him being a good player, but man, the last two years, I was willing to throw 2020 out. But last year was pretty discouraging.
0: No doubt. So if it's not the Brewers, I mean, it's got to be the Cardinals, right? And they they signed Albert Pujols yesterday. So let me Pujols first, and with the milestones that are out there, I think he's seventeen from a rod and twenty one from seven hundred. That seems like a lot. Now he had a good year last year, yeah, uh, in limited at bats. But I think the at bats are going to be limited again this year. Any chance Probably. he gets to seven hundred this year? Do you think, Matt? Twenty one away. Chance.
4: Yeah, there's a chance, but man, he'd need to he'd need to get a lot more playing time than I'm expecting. I, I think he's probably gonna platoon. Um and when you're a right handed hitter, most pitchers are right handed, mm-hmm. so you're probably not gonna play a ton, but man, he killed uh left handed pitching last year. It'd be a stretch. You know, to to see him to get to twenty one, he had seventeen last year. I, I do think there's a chance that he's really gonna push A Rod. But yeah. you know, it, it almost seems like right on. And then to get that extra four, it just seems like you're pushing it.
0: Doesn't he come back if he is like within two or three? <laughs> don't you come back to get the? He seven. said
4: this is it. Did you he? I mean, I mean it, yeah, he said this is it. This is the. This is my last run. But it, it would be funny. Let's say this. I don't think this is going to happen because I, I think he's probably going to end up hitting like twelve or thirteen or right. whatever. But if he ended up at six ninety nine <laughs> may be awfully tough for him to not sign like a you know like try to what the the NBA 10 day contract for MLB versus it sound like a one month contract to try to just hit a home run and get 700. And if I'm the Cardinals,
0: I'm going to sign them to one of those and I'm not going to let them play in the home opener because the building's going to be packed anyway. But those next couple of series when it's cold outside (laughs) and only at home
4: and only at home. That would make them, yes, that'd make them so much money at number 700 at home. They would definitely
2: recoup the cost if if that's the way they went. So a little time to go selfish here. Let's talk about my Minnesota Twins. And yesterday. Hey. Chris Archer, I don't think there's anything left in the tank. But I'm in a text group with a bunch of Twins fans, and boy, they were trying to sell it to me last oh, night. My. Chris Archer, tell me, Matt Snyder, is there anything left in the tank?
4: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know. well, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I I always want to leave room for fans to be fans, and it, I, I do it with all of my teams. And if you can squint your way to saying this is going to be a playoff team and there's a deep run possible because we're going to get the best versions of Sonny Gray, Dylan Bundy, and Chris Archer, and, hey, mm-hmm. Joe Ryan, there's a lot of upside there, by all means, go nuts and think that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And it, this is a team with talent. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's much left there. But he's 33. He's not 43. And uh, you know maybe maybe he's able to dig deep and find something. Maybe the Twins are able to help him kind of yeah. knock something loose in there. You never know.
0: White Sox clearly the team to beat, uh, but I don't think it's going to be the cakewalk that it was last year. Do you? Not like last year, right? No. no.
4: I think you were no, the one that so.
0: identified the Tigers when we were talking to you a couple of weeks ago. You said, "Watch out for the for the Tigers." Um, Lynn Alito sees, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, Kopech, you don't know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Keichel, every now and then he pops up. That rotation, your thoughts?
4: Yeah, I still think the White Sox are going to win it. Um, and I, I mean, I, it's not going to go under the wire or anything, but like, if you look at like last year, they won by 13 games. It's not going to be – they're not going to have a dozen-game lead throughout September. Again, I don't think it's going to be that easy. I think the Twins are going to push them a little bit. Um Somebody from the Tigers-Guardians-Royals group. The Tigers seem like they could be there. Maybe they're a year away, but, you know, they signed Javier Baez. That'll definitely kind of give them a little added extra intensity and zeal there in the lineup. They've got some pieces. Badu, Jeremy Candelario, you know, maybe we see Spencer Torkelson. Maybe he's ready to go. They signed Eduardo Rodriguez there in the rotation with Casey Mize, Matt Manning, Tariq Skubal. There, there, there are some pieces there in Detroit. I, I don't think they're really ready yet, but there are some pieces. So it's not a cakewalk for the White Sox. I do think I'm confident in predicting them, predicting them to win it, but I, I I don't see double digits again.
0: Whatever happened to that flash in the pan from last year? Um, Mercedes.
4: Oh, you're mean? You're mean Mercedes. Yeah. Thank you. Where, yeah. Is he
0: still in the game?
4: Yeah, um, I don't know. The only reason I know the only reason I know that is I just saw a tweet the other day that he yeah broken hamate in a, in his wrist and he's with the White surgery. Sox still with the White Sox okay. still
0: did not yep. know that interesting he, he
4: wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna make the team right. or anything which is amazing because. So two months last year he might have been the mvp well until he, he until he swung Ocay. at that pitch at target field right but wasn't it the 3-0, the 3-0 yes. when larussa he rated him more than the other team did right. it was the twins right it was yeah I think he was. target yeah yeah that seemed to i mean it was probably going to unravel anyway yeah sure but it's funny how that happened and that, like that was completely coincided with him falling apart
2: Wild stuff. Hey, uh, article up at com that you did over the weekend, Matt, talking about the sticky stuff. That dominated our conversation for, what, six weeks, eight weeks last summer and coming back this year. So one thing I found very interesting from your article that I guess had just passed me, spin rates towards the end of the season had been going back up. Pitchers figured things out. What's going on there?
4: I I mean, it's (laughs) – it's probably just mm. one of those things that we're in a never ending cycle at, at this point. Like they're, they're going to figure out ways yep. to be able to do stuff. Yep. And then major league baseball is going to crack back and it's just going to keep going back and forth. And it, it's, you know, it, it, it's like a kid, you know, sneaking when you, you know, you're not allowed to play electronics or whatever. And then you find a way to sneak one into your room at bedtime and then play it. Well, then the parents start doing checks at bedtime. <laughs> well, then you figure out another way. That, that's all it is. It's just going to kink. It's just going to go back and forth because, major league baseball for years kind of looked the other way and didn't really do anything about it. And all these pitchers started learning, Hey, I pitch better if I can use this. Now they're trying to go cold Turkey and take it away. And the pitchers are going to continue to push back against that. Mm-hmm. It's I uh, I don't have a problem with the way it's going. I, I think they should be checking. I mean, if something is against the rules, it's against the rules. So I, I, I mean, check and, you know, as a pitcher, if you can find a way to get get away with it, hey, more power to you. It's not like you're juicing or anything.
0: Uh, so let's do this, Matt Snyder, if that's okay. I'm going to do. I avoid your article that's going to be posted because I don't want to know which. So next Tuesday, let's all three of us go on record. Um and pick okay. the and pick these things. And then the following Monday, you're back in your normal spot, and we love Monday conversations. Yes. We can recap a, a week of baseball and look ahead with Matt Snyder, our buddy from CBSSports.com. Matt, have a good week. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, and we'll go on record. How about that? Sounds good. Thank have you, good bud. One. Good to talk to you. Matt Snyder covers baseball uh, at CBSSports.com. Like the Chris Archer move? No. No, he's a fifth starter, right? Yeah. Remember what the Kings ransom? Oh, the, yeah. Jesus, One of the all-time fleecings that Tampa Bay pulled off for That's him. It's a John Smoltz, Frank Tanana. Yeah, it's kind of his one of those. Yeah. Doyle Alexander. Yeah. Um, We'll come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Condon with us. Got to tell you more about our friends at Your Vision Iowa. Jerry and Mike Hamill will do that when we come back. A lot of college basketball conversation, and now we're number two. Are there any props that you've gotten into? Well, did you see Circus come out yesterday? Circa put a bunch of yes. them out yesterday. Um, you know what I think I'm going to do with these games, Trent? I think I'm just going to parlay Saturday. Okay, you're going to put two together. Put two together. I'm, I tell you right now, i am been in Kansas. Moneyline or? I just think, uh, yeah, I think Moneyline. Okay. Uh, Villanova's, I mean, the more injury, they're not deep to begin with. No, they're not. And here's what I how I see it going. I think they're going to wear him down. Mm-hmm. Kansas got, they got self has got the luxury of of having some parts he can put in there. And Jay Wright doesn't. Jay Wright also has a week to prepare for this. Oh,
2: yeah, he's a brilliant coach. He's a brilliant coach. And they don't play at a fast tempo. And Kansas, by the way, this is one of the slower Bill Self's teams and as it pertains to tempo. Mm-hmm. has gotta be himself. He has not been good. In a game that I think is destined for 61 58,
0: probably leaning the points. That got me thinking. Mm. Another I, I don't know what I'm doing with the other game. Duke North Carolina. Flip they split coin. the regular season series. They both blew each other out. Yeah, Can on we their get home a floor. good game
2: now here in the rubber
0: match at yeah, the very least? You're right. It was like um at Chapel Hill it was like 87-67? And it wasn't that close. No. And and then the game in Durham, it was, what, 17 or 18 points? Uh, we'll uh, start the hour number two with our friend Michael Swain. We'll finish up hour one. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.9. Ah! Welcome back. Final couple of hours, hour number one of our two-hour talk radio program, Vision Financial Services Online, yourvisioniowa.com, yourvisioniowa.com, tax preparation. Um, if you're a small business, you want to take all of the financial stuff out of it, uh, they will help you. Mike is a certified financial planner. They've been looking after Trent and my taxes Give us a little advice along the way as well when they get Hammond on the phone. Yeah, it's always but a good thing. It is. And that's the other thing about a trench. You can get these people on the phone, Absolutely. which is a, a major, major plus when you're doing business with your finances. Your Vision Iowa, you can find them in West Des Moines. YourVisionIowa.com. Vision Financial Services. Mike, Jerry Hammond. And there's one more and I can't remember her name. <laughs> And they do a great job. They, they do. really do. Taxes, of course, that's
2: the time of season right now. But bookmaking, like you said, with those small mm-hmm. businesses, that's so important. And they do a wonderful job with that. But also, when you look to the future, like I got a couple of bucks that I play around with, like on my Ameritrade account, but that's not my real money, right? That's not my real retirement money. That's just me screwing around looking at some stocks and reading some tip from Bazinga or something. Your 401k, those kind of things, that is the place to go. Your com. You can find out everything Mike, Jerry, and company can do for you.
0: Absolutely. Not just individuals, but as you mentioned, small businesses uh, as well. Online visioniowa.com. YourVisionIowa.com, YourVisionIowa.com. dot com, is dot com. Phone 515-440-1133 uh, West Des Moines on 22nd Street. All right, Michael Swain coming up. We're gonna talk uh we'll preview Kansas Villanova. Mm-hmm. After that, let's um I don't want to shortchange Duke, North Carolina, because that's <laughs> gonna be special too. Let's I'm gonna pick your brain on that one. All right. I'm ready to break it's that. Tuesday. One, right? You yeah. don't have to pick the team that you're gonna bet today. You have the right to change your mind. I'm leading to North Carolina in the points in uh-huh. Kansas money line
4: parlay.
0: As of today. As of today. But you got me thinking about Villanova because you're right. Kansas, what do they need to score? Six, Six, 70? 65. If they do, they win? They I win. think they do too. Hour number two coming up. Miller and Condon will talk college basketball for the most part of the second hour. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KX.